Well, tune up. It's time for another edition of Sales Pipeline Radio, where we don't just surf the web. We're riding the sales pipeline with the samurai of sales himself, Mr. Matt Hines. How are you? Oh my gosh! I mean, is that is that an upgrade? I went from the uh, big Kahuna to the samurai of sales. Samurai of sales. That's right. Exactly. That is. I am not worthy of any of these uh, monikers <laughs> at all. But uh, we are very excited to have everyone here for Sales Pipeline Radio now uh, weekly every Thursday at two thirty Eastern, eleven thirty uh, Pacific. Uh, you know, we're sitting here today as the brand first day of second quarter of two thousand sixteen. It is April seventh, so. I hope everyone listening had a great Q1, a great end of March. Uh, certainly a great way, hopefully, to set up the new the new year, uh, so the rest of the new year. But even if you didn't hit your number, it's a new month. It's a new quarter. It's now the beginning of the rest of the year. Uh, and I think our speaker today is going to be able to talk a little bit about that uh, and the right mindset that you want to have, uh, whether you hit your number, whether you didn't hit your number. Uh, keeping the right mindset and the mental game of selling is so, so important. So excited to have Matt Mayberry here today uh, to talk about that. Uh, got some great guests coming up. If you've missed some of our past episodes, you can check those out at salespipelineradio.com. Uh, we've got all of our past guests, great transcripts. We've got re-recordings of all the episodes. If you're commuting, if you wanna, if you wanna listen to some of our past episodes while you're working out, we are on iTunes now as well. We're on Google Play. Just look for Sales Pipeline Radio. And you will find us. We're, I think was it last week or a couple weeks ago? We had the first first Thursday of March Madness is when, when we had one of our one of our spe- specials and or one of our episodes. And certainly a distracting day. I don't know if that's. A, I actually think that the first day of the March Madness tournament might now compete with the first day uh, of the Masters tournament. Now that we've got the Masters online, uh, I look around our office this morning, and um, you know, awful lot of people with uh, dual monitors uh, doing double duty. Uh, so uh, you know, I think um, no matter what your sport, I think. Um, uh, you know, uh, you're going to appreciate today's guest. Uh, we have former NFL linebacker and uh, current motivational speaker, Matt Mayberry. I met Matt first time at an Association of Inside Sales Professionals event. He's spoken at a number of these. And uh, he does not have a sales background, but I think his insights uh, and message are perfect uh, for those those are in the trenches of sales on a regular basis. So, Matt, uh, well, thanks very much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, maybe I know, you know, you, uh, your story is for the, for those of you that aren't familiar with Matt, I, I definitely encourage you to go to his website, Matt Mayberry online. It's just M A T T and then M A Y B E R R Y online.com. You can read a little more about Matt and his story, but Matt, maybe just to give you the elevator pitch of sort of your background and how you became uh, a speaker and motivator, uh, that you're, uh, such as that you're doing today. You know, I was born in uh, Darien, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Um, I had two wonderful parents growing up, really provided me and my younger brother with, you know, everything that we needed to grow in to be fine young men and make a difference in society. But somewhere down the line, that's somewhere down the line for me when I took a negative turn in life, came high school. When I entered high school, um, you know, we've all been there before, um, whether, you know, we as individuals experience that or our children um, with the peer pressure increases, the ability to make more wrong decisions. And that's exactly what happened to me. I started to hang around with drug addicts, people that were living life in just such a negative way. Um, you know, no, no respect for my elders, you know, ditching school, uh, failing nearly every single class uh, to kind of put a perspective for you about how bad the drugs were for me. My mother has seen me do cocaine five times. I got kicked off my baseball team as a sophomore because I got caught stealing one of my teammates' wallets because I saw the money in the in the wallet and thought of all the drugs that I could buy. 
you know, so long story short, I, I had an epiphany one night when I was at below rock bottom when my guidance counselor told me that I'd either be going to jail or end up dead before my 18th birthday. And this is at 16 years old that I kind of turned my life around for the better. And I was going to a drug treatment facility and I came home one night and had the courage to look myself in the mirror for the first time in three years. And, you know, I just saw all the, all the terrible things that I've done, all the tears that I put on my, my family's face, my mother and father, all the sacrifices they made. And, you know, that moment was a pivotal moment in, in, as far as I wanted a bigger future for myself. And that's literally when I set a goal to get a Division One college scholarship. Everyone laughed at me, told me I was, you know, a, a teenage drug addict. I was throwing my life away. I'm a scumbag. There's no way I can create anything special in my life. And I, I literally tuned out all the negative um, you know, pessimist that said I couldn't do that and couldn't become successful. And um, a year later, after a ridiculous second-to-none work ethic, as I like to call it, and literally perfecting my craft as a football player, the only sport left I had at that time, I had 19 Division One college scholarship offers from some of the, the biggest football programs. I ended up going to Indiana. Great career there. Um, ended up getting the opportunity to then play for my hometown team, the Chicago Bears, to then uh, hitting another big failure in my life where I got hurt my very first game as a pro playing the San Diego Chargers where I tore a bone off of my ankle. And at that moment, what I thought was one of my lowest moments of all time, um, I didn't necessarily think of suicide or killing myself or anything of that nature, but I did think about how wonderful it would be to be dead rather than go through life right now. And two weeks into that injury, I get a phone call from Stedman Graham, who's Oprah Winfrey's boyfriend of 30-plus years, um, and he asked me if I wanted to speak at a leadership event. And at that time, I had no prior speaking experience. I was in a miserable place in my life, but something deep within me told me to take that opportunity. Um, and six years later, it's a full-time business. I have a team of six people. Um, I give around 95 keynotes a year to Fortune 500, 1,000 companies, and my book, uh, winning plays, a top athlete's advice for tackling adversity and success. So that's kind of a, a shortened version of my story as to how I got into doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's great. I think, you know, I want to get into some examples of, you know, the, some of the, the the lessons that you have for just professionals in business of all different types, especially for salespeople. Sure. And I want to talk a little more about the book as well. But, you know, you, you mentioned something. It's funny. You, you, uh, you know, tear, first of all, just tearing the uh, muscle off the bone. I just shudder to think mm-hmm. about that. But you referenced that as a failure. And, and what's interesting is, first of all, I think about, you know, getting injured. I don't know. It's, 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 you know, that's, it's, 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 it's sometimes, it, you know, it's the sports. It happens. But I think sure. of that as a turning point, right? I mean, I think, and I think that you clearly used it as that. And I think about, you know, people listening and thinking, boy, you know, yeah, it, it stinks that you, you weren't able to f- continue in that career. But A, you played in the NFL and B, you right. immediately saw that, you know, not, maybe not immediately, but you converted that into an opportunity cr- to create a successful career like you have today. So talk about, you know, and I've heard you talk about this on stage, the difference between, you know, failures and then sort of thinking of those as turning points and opportunities to find the next phase of your own success? Well, you know, Matt, when you really think of it, you know, what is failure? You know, we all have our different views and opinions and definitions of what success and failure is. You know, I think everyone, if you talk to 10 people, I think nine of those 10 people are going to have a different opinion on what failure really means to them. I think failure really to us is just a different result than what we originally wanted. So if we set a goal, we get a different result than the goal we hit. You know, for me, I want to play a long career in the NFL. So I couldn't control getting hurt. Um, you know, as an athlete, especially in the NFL, there's no such thing as 
controlling your destiny as far as injury. It really is a luck, you know, staying healthy once you get to that level. So I couldn't do anything about that. But it was a failure in my eyes because I, I saw that I, you know, hey, I might not have a long career in the NFL. I finally made it. I overcame all the drugs, all the negative turmoil in my life. And I'm, boom, I'm right back down. So that's why I saw it as a big failure. Um, but to answer your question, um, when you really start to look at it, when I had the opportunity to speak that night with Stedman, it really wasn't uh, a springboard of an opportunity for me to really redefine what failure really is. I, I personally, even though I talk about failure a lot, I don't believe there is a real failure until you're able not to see that. You, I only think it's failure when you're not able to see the opportunity to move forward and build upon whatever disappointment or setback that currently is. I think that ultimately what is failure, that's really what it stands for. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We're talking to Matt Mayberry, uh, former NFL linebacker who has converted himself uh, and his career into a very successful uh, keynote speaker. He, he speaks, uh, as you mentioned, over 95 keynotes a year. Uh, I've seen him a number of times in front of inside sales groups. Uh, if you are doing uh, any type of sales meeting, any type of sales kickoff, and any type of business meeting, highly encourage you to check him out at mattmayberryonline.com. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the mental side of, of the game. And when I say the game, I'm mm-hmm. really being sort of general about that. I mean, um, you know, the, you talk about what it, what it required mentally for you to reach, I mean, literally the highest level of your sport. And then how does that same kind of mindset convert into a business environment and particularly for, for sales professionals? Sure. Well, I love that you, you started off with the game, you know, cause I think really we're all in this game of life, you know, what, regardless mm-hmm. of foreign sales or we're professional athlete, first and foremost, we're all in the game of life. And to be successful in the game of life or to be successful in sales or to be successful as a professional athlete, you have to win in your mind before you win at your profession. You know, so in order for me to me to become a professional athlete and play in the NFL, I had to first have a certain mindset about myself and go about my business every single day and work on my mind in a specific way that was going to springboard my success as an athlete, as a football player. And, you know, this all can goes back to working on your mind, reading books that lift you up, hanging around people that are that are going to make you better, constantly finding ways to grow and nourish your mind, I think is a starting point to really develop that winner's mindset that I've been able to see in the, you know some of the most top athletes in the world compared to some of the most successful business people. And the correlation is extraordinary, Matt. You know, when I go into a top, you know, Fortune 500 company such as Lowe's or, you know, DuPont, Shell, Apple, AT&T, whatever it may be, they have the top executives have the same mindset as a Brian Urlacher or someone that I played with in the NFL. The, the correlation to winning in the mind is extraordinary, whether you're talking about, you know, the NFL or winning in business. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I think, you know, there's, so what's, what's interesting to me though is, is there, a, is there a difference between having that mindset, which is critical, right? You know, you start the day, you start, start your career, you start, you know, we're sitting here at the beginning of the month, beginning of the quarter for sales professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, that mindset is important, but as Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. So exactly. is there a difference between having that mindset up front? And, and getting yourself through the daily grind, getting yourself through the week, getting you through those more tactical, tough times. I and mean, I think, especially when I think about salespeople, I mean, they have among the toughest jobs, if not the toughest job in the organization. They face, uh, they face rejection multiple times on a daily basis. Is, is it, is there a different mindset or a different strategy that folks have to have when they face adversity in the midst of execution after starting with a good mindset? Sure. You know, and I, I think really, uh, you know, before I answer that question, I absolutely love going into sales organizations. If I had to pick, um, I would probably say the financial industry and sales are, you know, two of my most, 
you know, in-demand organizations that I go into, but I absolutely love speaking to sales professionals because they understand, you know, they, they got a lot of negativity surrounding them. They have to hit certain quotas. They're going to get told no more than they are going to be told yes. They have a lot of adversity day in and day out. And, and the same thing as an athlete, you know, you're going to lose games. Things are going to go wrong. You're going to make a wrong play. You're going to lose the championship. You're going to make your team, um, you know, mess up and cause a big error that was your fault. Um, so the correlation between the two is extraordinary. And that's why, you know, I think to, to true answer your question, I think first and foremost, you have to have a ridiculous self-belief in yourself. You know, when you asked how was I able to go in the NFL, after I was able to make that transition from being a teenage drug addict, I was able to just, I found something special within myself. I realized that if I really want to make my life meaningful and special, I have to believe in myself and that I have what it takes. And it's way to do that is to look at someone else. If they've been able to do what they've been able to do, then you could do whatever it is you want to do. And I think you have to develop ways. Positive self-talk is an excellent way. You know, some people listening might be like, you know, what the hell is that? I'm not going to talk to myself. And well, this isn't to say go in public and talk to yourself, but find ways to encourage yourself, to build your self-esteem up, you know, when you don't hit your quota, when you are told no more than you are told yes. Um, so I think positive self-talk is a, is a great way. And then, you know, setting goals that, that are meaningful to us. You know, I think so many people look at what other people have or want or are doing and they get caught in that, the trap of comparing where they are compared to where someone else. And you just have to focus on getting better every single day which in return, that's eventually going to build your self-esteem and help build your mindset as well. Yep, absolutely. Hey, we're talking to Matt Mayberry today, former NFL linebacker, current uh, speaker, columnist for Entrepreneur Magazine. Got a lot more we're going to cover with Matt and talk a little more about uh, how his his uh, experience uh, it relates back to sales professionals as well. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really it encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. Some, maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk, right in front of you as you're listening to this. It's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you, to open your eyes, to give you some task or idea to do next. It's all that and more, and it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. And now back to Matt and his guest as they tackle more topics. Thanks, Paul. Thanks very much. Uh, th- welcome, everyone, back to Sales Pipeline Radio. Like I mentioned before, we, if, you, uh, if you've missed some of our past episodes, if you're new to the show, definitely encourage you to check out salespipelineradio.com. You'll find a lot of our past episodes up there. You can read the transcripts. You can listen uh, on demand to any of the past uh, episodes we've had, including uh, very shortly uh, the episode with our guest today, Matt Mayberry. 
Joining us every week uh, on Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. Next week, we're going to be featuring Mark Magnaca. He is the author of a book called So What? How to Communicate What Really Matters to Your Audience. Uh, he has uh, been a great resource for corporate sales managers, really is a great communicator. Super excited to have him talking about some of his new work, his new content. Uh, so join us next week for Mark Magnaca. Uh, should be great. another great episode. Uh, you know, Matt, want to go back and just talk a little bit about sort of that, that killer mentality. And it's, it's interesting because I sit here and I've got one of my, you know, one of the screens, um, you know, with the, with the, uh, the masters and Jordan Spieth here Thursday morning is completing his first round of surprise, surprise. He's in the lead. Um, and I think <laughs> you hear a lot about people like Jordan Spieth, Derek Jeter. I remember watching the, um, you know, the, uh, the women college basketball tournament this week past week and Brianna Stewart uh, from UConn uh, they were talking about how she's just developed this sort of killer mindset right where she just literally yeah. wants to just she wants to she wants to eat her compo- opponents for breakfast and I think there's some people that, that <laughs> they 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 bristle a little bit at that at going that far they worry that that develops a level of arrogance that doesn't really play well for them and yet it seems to be a consistent mentality that you referenced earlier that a lot of the, the most, the, the most successful professional athletes and successful business leaders have. Is that a requirement for sort of, is that a requirement for the mindset to be consistently successful? And is there a way somehow to justify or to comp, to balance that arrogance with a level of sort of humanity and approachability as well? Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, you kind of hit it on the head there about is finding that balance. You know, I think if you look at the Kobe Bryant's of the world, um, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Walter Payton, the list goes on and on of just, you know, the extraordinary Steve Jobs, any, any high achiever that has ever done anything remarkable in this world, you have realized that they just have a ridiculous self-belief in themselves. And to some people, that comes off as arrogance and cocky. And I think there is a fine line between having a great self-belief in yourself and knowing that you have more than whatever it takes to get the job done and that you will do just that. But I also think, you know, especially in an athlete, you know, you got to respect your opponent and go about things in a single way. I think you have to be a winner across all boards, and that that really consists of having a, a great self-belief in yourself, but also showing, you know, compassion for the opponents and competitors and and in that case. So I think it really comes a fine line between having a ridiculous self-belief in yourself but not being over the board as far as cocky goes. Yeah, I mean, and we've all seen examples of people in sports, in business that, you know, that have that killer mentality, but just that, that they're jerks. And, and it's, you know, it's very, very right. apparent. I mean, you've, you've told, I've heard you tell stories of, you know, even in your time with the Bears, you know, the time you spent with Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs, I mean, two all pro linebackers that clearly right. were very successful on the field in part because they had that killer instinct, but that they were very generous uh, with you, who's, you know, coming on as a, you know, as a rookie that usually gets, you know, it gets rookie status, but, uh, but that they were good for you as well. And that, you know, so I think that's a good exactly. example to me of having that, that combined, uh, mentality. Talk a little bit about your own business. I mean, I, I it's very impressive, very impressive to me. And I know for others that have heard you speak that what you have built in really a very short amount of time. I mean, you're a young guy. Um, you've got mm-hmm. a successful, successful business that you're growing. But anyone that has grown a business knows that that is not a clean, clear, linear path. Talk about, if you wouldn't mind, like an example or two of some of the adversity you've faced as you've grown your own business and how you've applied some of your own lessons uh, to, to, to break through that. Sure. You know, when, when I first started, you know, I, I really wasn't expecting to grow a business, believe it or not. I wasn't expecting to have travel around the world and speak. You know, I, I, when I took that first speaking engagement, I, I really didn't know what to think of it, you know, but afterwards I literally stepped off stage and you probably heard me say this when you heard me speak is that I, I knew right then and there that, you know, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I, I literally had an awakening um, that, that really discovered me to my true purpose and passion in life. And 
I think that really stems from everything. When you ask how have I been able to build what I have built, it really comes from me being extremely obsessed and passionate with what I'm doing. I, you know, this is what I was put here to do. And I kind of tell the story as to how I turned down an offer from the Oakland Raiders. You know, when I had a second chance after my injury to play in the NFL and my, my own parents and, uh, you know, closest family and friends couldn't believe that I just passed up an opportunity after getting a second chance to possibly play in the NFL again. But that's how serious I am about what it is I do now and the work that I do. And I really believe that it's my life's work. So I think if you are truly passionate about what it is you do, you have a great chance of uh, persevering through all failures and adversities that you are going to experience along the way. And you're going to be that more passionate and ready to put in the amount of work that it takes to run a successful business. As I'm sure you know, um, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, 18, 19 hours a day, I still work 18 hours a day. I work seven days a week. Um, you know, out of 365 days out of the year, I'm probably gone 280 of those days. I'm constantly looking to add value in ways that I um, just are over-delivering in multiple different ways. So for me, it's always trying to take massive action and deliver. You know, I think a lot of people don't focus a lot on executing in the long game. And I think executing in the right here, right now, let's not just think about something. Let's take massive action as well as where do I want to be 5 or 10, 15 years from now? So those are really two things that have really been able to help me in building a successful business. No, that's great. Thank you. I mean, so first of all, congratulations. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, this I think it's a great, it's a, you know, the, the, your overall story, like where you've come from, the diversity of you face, the success you have now, uh, it's 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 amazing. And I think another point you made, you sort of reference and you've made, you make a lot on stages is just, there really are no shortcuts. This takes an amazing amount of really hard work if you really want something. But if you're motivated and you really want it, you know, that hard work, uh, it's worth it. I mean, the journey's worth it. Uh, the destination's worth it. You know, before we run out of time here right. at the top of the hour, I definitely want to get a chance to have you talk about the new book. I know it's coming out a little later this year. Talk about the book, yeah. what it's about, um, and what people could expect from it. Sure. Well, it's uh, it's titled, as I mentioned before, Winning Plays, A Top Athlete's Advice for Tackling Adversity and Achieving Success. And the book is really it's, it's really cool. It's written in a narrative nonfiction, uh, so it's not a memoir, but it... Um, you know, my story's in the book, so I kind of go a lot more in-depth than what you heard me speak on stage or what I do in my, you know, keynote presentations. Um, it, it's really about when you ask, what you know, what does this book stand for? It's, it, my, my goal of it is to really redefine what failure means and give, give you a proven process on how to turn any failure into a gift and really an opportunity for a breakthrough success on top of that adversity. You know, and I share a unique seven-step process on how to turn any failure, any adversity into a breakthrough and gift. Um, and I kind of break that down in depth in the book. Um, and really, it's, I want this book to really not only impact people who are going through a tough time, but I want this to impact leaders and executives and anyone that wants to make lasting, uh, a lasting difference in success in their personal and professional life. That's awesome. That book, again, Winning Plays, a top athlete's advice for tackling adversity and achieving success. It's launching September 6th with a ways away, but it's on Amazon already. If you want to pre-order a copy of that, just go to Amazon.com. You can search for Matt Mayberry. You can find the book. If you want to learn a little more about Matt in the meantime, uh, definitely check out Matt Mayberry online. He's got he's not only a great speaker, but is a great writer. Uh, has been published an entrepreneur. You can sign up for some of his insights online. Um, just some awesome, awesome stuff. So thanks again, Matt, so much for joining us 
today. If you want to read, hear about Matt again, if you want to uh, hear another uh, replay of this episode today, you can do that at uh, salespipelineradio.com. We will have a uh, on-demand replay of today's episode on there. Uh, we will also have Matt's uh, transcript of highlights from his talk today up on our blog at heinzmarketing.com as well as up on salespipelineradio.com. Uh, as I mentioned before, some great guests coming up over the next few weeks. We literally have guest book now up until June uh, and uh, are really excited about uh, just the momentum we have for the show, the audience that we're getting, uh, just very humbled by uh, what this has become in a very short amount of time. So definitely join us next week. We're going to have Mark Magnaka. He's the author of So What? How to Communicate What Really Matters to Your Audience. Excited to have him. Some other upcoming guests include Dave Crenshaw, the author of Myth of Multitasking, Jay Bear's new book, Hug Your Haters. Excited to have him and a lot of other great guests coming up. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Masters Tournament. Uh, enjoy the improving weather. Good luck this month, this quarter. Uh, we'll see you here next time, uh, next Thursday. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the waves with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing as he surfs the sales pipeline Thursdays here at 11 a.m. on OC Talk Radio and the SLMA Live Radio Network.